to Planet Joe. Please enter the pod and fasten the brain safety belt. This planet is intended for mature humans only. If you are the sapient type that gets offended easily, please exit the pod immediately. Enjoy your visit on Planet Joe Pod. Launching now. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Planet Joe Pod. This is my podcast debut. Joe Peterson here with you. Let's start by asking, how are you doing? No, I mean, really, how are you really doing? I mean, when was the last time someone like genuinely looked into your eyes and asked you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, unfortunately, I can't hear your response, but I'm going to ask you, how are you truly, genuinely doing? Good. I hope you're doing good. <clears throat> okay, with me, I'm, uh, I'm, I myself am doing well. It's my birthday today. 48 years old. Whoa. 48 years old. Yeah, getting old, my peeps. Getting old is not fun. But, um, yeah, in a minute, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about you. What do I mean by I'm going to tell you about you, you ask? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Good question. What I mean is that I'm going to tell you about uh, if you fit this planet or not. Uh, listeners, uh, the audience, I guess, the tribe that I um, expect uh, to feel at home here on Planet Joe Pod. Um, so that's what I mean. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, and then I'm going to tell you um, what are the topics that I'm going to be talking about. And by that, you'll decide if uh, you're going to be staying on this planet and you're going to be coming to visit once a week, or you're going to bail out. Okay. Anyways, um, oh, you know what? And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to do a uh, douche test, douchebag test. Um, I'll be asking you one simple question, and all you have to do is answer yes or no. And uh, that, will, that will reveal if you are a douchebag or not. <laughs> Sounds stupid, I know, but stay with me. Just... Um, Hang around till the um, end of the podcast, and then we'll do the douchebag test. Yes or no? And that tells you and everyone else if you're a douchebag. Anyways, let's get this thing started. Like I said, it's my birthday, 48 years old. In two years, I'm big 5-0. How am I celebrating my birthday? Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. So cheers. I thought this is a good time to start the podcast. I thought of um, starting it actually in like a week or so. But then I was like, that's a beautiful benchmark to start on my birthday, my 48th birthday. And uh, hopefully a year or two from now or two, big five zero, I'm going to be looking back and uh, saying, yeah. I can say this on every birthday. I started my podcast a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. 
Zero listeners, hundred listeners, a thousand, a million, six million. I wish. I wish. Hey, that's that's my uh, birthday wish for this podcast to freaking explode. <laughs> Anyways, um, about me, the name is Joe Peterson. Um, what we're going to be talking about this. Well, before I'm going to say what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to tell you who I am. Uh, I was born in Israel. And it's not going to be boring. I know it sounds like I'm starting like a whole uh, autobiography that's going to last for five hours. Uh, I promise I'm not going to bore you with all of that. Um, in in like general, let's do just like a quick synopsis, um, if you will. Okay, so yeah, born in Israel, uh, raised in uh, in the States. We moved to the States when I was uh, eight years old. I was raised there until I was uh, 18, and then um, I came into a um, fork in the road, if you will. Uh, me and my best friend at the time, Kyle Hawley, um, we're talking about uh, joining the military, so it was uh, Marines, I guess. But for me, it was either Marines or um, to come back to Israel and volunteer, IDF. For some reason, I decided to go back to Israel and uh, volunteer uh, to the Israeli army. After the army, I stayed in Israel for a couple more years, or maybe it was like three or four years. I opened a bar after the uh, uh, the army which was a huge blast. And let's see if you can guess the name of the bar. It was uh, in Tel Aviv. Um, I don't know if you guessed it, but it is uh, Planet Joe. That's That was the name of the bar. It was a huge success. But um, we'll get to the whole story why I wasn't happy here, but I wasn't happy here, and I just left everything. Uh, successful business and went back home to, uh, to L.A. You know that saying? Uh, I don't know if you're from L.A., you know that saying. Uh, if someone comes up and says, I'm an actor, and then you say, oh, yeah, what restaurant are you working in? <laughs> um, so that's what I did. I worked in restaurants, um, worked my way up until I got to ma- managing restaurants. Sorry about that. My um, Silence this bitch. Yeah, all these uh, happy birthday wishes. It's nice. But um, where were we? Sorry about that. Yeah, so L.A., um, been there for a while. I was raised there pretty much my whole life from childhood, from eight, with a little bit of a gap um, in Israel. And um, I loved L.A., to be honest with you, to a certain point. Had a good time there. Um, the things that I've done there besides acting, I uh, started uh, disc jockeying. The people still, still say that, disc jockeying, DJ. Um, actually, I started fairly young um, being a DJ. I think I was like 13 or something. I played uh, like in parties of, uh, birthday parties of friends with cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah, that's how old I am. Um, yeah, so that's where I started DJing, and uh, I think the first thing uh, that I can remember falling in love with it, besides the fact that it's fun and all that, but it's the girls. Man, 
I was uh, all of a sudden um, popular with the girls. I was like, I like this. I like this shit. So, yeah, I was a DJ for a while, did some acting, uh, studied some filmmaking. So uh, that brings us to the probably first uh, major topic that we're going to be discussing in this podcast, and that's film, filmmaking, uh, film reviews. But not as much, and I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One is because Hollywood in the last decade or so, even more probably, is going downhill. Um, that's one. Two, I feel as I'm getting older, it's uh, hard for me to get excited um, about new movies, unless they're really good. Um, so, and and there's a gazillion... Uh, there are gazillions of uh, podcasts about movies. So yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that, but it's not going to be a major, major um, topic. Two major topics that uh, you're going to run uh, across uh, a lot on this planet is human sexuality, sex. Yes, um, we're going to be talking a lot about that. Human sexuality, it's a huge passion for me huge passion in my life human sexuality and uh personally women um those are two things that i'm truly passionate about and i'm not talking about like in a creepy way like a little pussy getting laid i uh honestly dedicated uh many many hours and days and seminars and classes and books um studying and learning about human sexuality specifically the female body and the second thing is um, atheism. I was religious uh, when I was younger, uh, Jewish, uh, obviously, if I was born in Israel, I guess. It depends which club you're born into, right? Which uh, uh, area on, the, on planet Earth were you born, and that's uh, usually when they uh, tag you with that specific dominant religion. But yeah, I was religious. I was attracted to it at an early age. Uh, not not from my family. My family were kind of uh, um, traditional, I guess, is the word. Uh, they believed, or they still do believe, in higher being. Um, but um, anyways, I, um, I, I remember I kind of like had an attraction to it. Um, but you know what, again, I'm, I just want to go through bullet points. So we're, I'm going to move on before I go into details about how and who and when and why, uh, cause I don't want to bore you. And, uh, if you feel, um, cause you probably want to know, you know, it's the first podcast. You probably want to know if you belong on this planet or not. Um, so that's why I want to give you the heads up, human sexuality, atheism, um, you're not going to find any PC in here. No political correctness. I might come across offensive to some people because I am brutally honest and I speak my mind. And, you know, I'm aware that I'm a, uh, I don't know if a unique creature is the right word, but uh, I don't know, someone that is not normal, if you will, normal according to society. And um, let's say, let's say the first thing that 
I'm different is uh, monogamy. I honestly believe that monogamy is against nature. It's not natural. Um, that's why it's such hard, hard work, you know, for us to be with one person when it comes to relationships. Uh, if it was natural, it wouldn't be such hard work. Um, like eating and breathing, you know, it's so natural. It's um, it's easy. It's autonomous. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> monogamy, polyamory. Um, but again, I'm giving you bullet points. Um, so if you want to hit that um, escape button, uh, once you hit that escape button, uh, the pod will launch back to planet Earth. So good luck if you're bailing out. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to agree with everything. I'm, I'm going to talk about um, everything I believe, obviously. Um, I do expect some, if it's a religious listener, to stick around and uh, engage in conversations and maybe debates. We can't debate here, but uh, go to my Facebook page. We can debate there. But yeah, I don't want to uh, preach to the choir. That's always the easy route. But um, I hope to have some people um, that will stick around and will come visit once a week uh, that disagree with me. But don't be a hater. Don't be a don't be an asshole. You know, There's, there are. Uh, nice ways to disagree with others and that brings me to the next topic disagreements philosophy human beings why we don't get along why we're so um, um, divisive especially lately um, me i i am teamless if you will i don't belong to republicans democrats red blue libertarian whatever um i'm i'm an independent when it comes to politics i i was attracted to uh, the libertarian party for a while until i uh, found out that um the libertarian party is a host for cop haters for many cop haters correction yeah they're not all cop haters but um, which also brings me to telling you that I was uh, in law enforcement. I was a police officer uh, for quite a few years in uh, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. So, cop haters, you're welcome to stay on this planet. You're welcome to debate, but don't be an asshole. If you're an asshole, you're not welcome. Um... Yeah, so we'll be talking about law enforcement and the resentment that, unfortunately, law enforcement is getting from, um, I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people. Uh, that's another thing we're going to be talking about, law enforcement. It's also a passion, something that I um, have strong beliefs in. Anyways, I hope you're not bored so far. Um, and if you are, all I can say is that uh, it's going to get better on this planet. Anyway, so um, I started a YouTube channel a few months ago 
Planet Joe TV. Um, you can just go to Google and and I Google YouTube and uh, search for Planet Joe TV, and you'll find my channel. As of uh, uh, this recording, I have uh, six videos. Yes, six, maybe seven. No, six videos. Um, it's uh, another creative outlet that I like to nibble on. But honestly, when I started my channel, I um, I started with a bang. I really had like big hopes and dreams, if you will, um, for that channel to grow and to submit and upload a video. Um, well, started with wanting to do it once a week, but, uh, you know, with all the editing, and then I realized how much work it takes. Um, it dropped to once a month. So I, I did okay. I think the first three months, maybe four videos, it was once a month. And then I think the last video I uploaded was maybe two months ago. But the reason why I'm talking about YouTube is because I want to tell you a little bit about my YouTube journey and why I'm not gung-ho as I was when I started it. Um, the main reason is because of YouTube itself. I see what they do to heavyweight YouTubers, uh, you know, um, uh, creators with 6 million subscribers or so with all the ad, uh, what is it, adpocalypse that they call it or whatever. That they, uh, the algorithm basically punishes them because they said something wrong or the algorithm picks up on something that might be wrong and they lose um, their um, advertisers. And they lose a lot of money. And, uh, you know, lately I've been watching many videos of uh, so many creators that are complaining that uh, they had the rug pulled out of, uh, under their feet. Um, you know, they're used to making... A certain amount of money every month, and all of a sudden, um, the switch is uh, off. Um, I guess I'm blabbering here, but anyways, it's discouraging to see and to realize that. First of all, to realize how 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 much work it takes to uh, create each video. And then to see other creators who actually worked so hard and all of a sudden, you know, the lights can go out for no reason, any time. And um, when I see how upset they are and how fucked up it is that they worked so hard to get to where they're at and all of a sudden uh, no income. That's one thing. And that now the new wave is, is not the adpocalypse. Now the new thing is with the uh, copyright strikes. I don't know if you're following this whole mess, but um, uh, many are getting uh, striked for uh, copyright bullshit, even if they uh, show a one-second clip of something or they play one second, not literally one second, but they play a really short clip of someone. Uh, someone's... Uh, movie creative art if you will i don't know but anyways the story is if you're not following it um that many um uh, strike creators for no reason right like you can do that anyone can go in and, and copyright strike a video and say hey they're using my my material whatever it is music words blah 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 and uh, what I see a lot of creators are going crazy about is that once they've been, um, they got a strike, a copyright start, strike, uh, they have to go through hell 
to uh, dispute it. Now, YouTube, the first thing that they do, if you go and strike a video, the first thing that they do is they um, uh, demonetize the video or, or delete it or, you know, just take it off the platform. And then you have to run around in circles to try and prove that it's your work. So here's where I really got pissed. I've seen creators that actually make, like they wrote the music, for example, and someone uh, gave them a copyright strike for the music. Man, I can't remember which one uh, video it was. It's this guy that uh, makes electronic music. He was so furious. You can't blame him, too. It's his own music. He created the music for the video. Someone gave him a copyright strike. So they deleted the channel, and I think they demonetized the whole... No, they deleted the video, and I think they demonetized the whole channel. And uh, in this video, he's talking about for 30 minutes about, like, how he's he, he like going back and forth with YouTube, explaining to them that it's it's actually his work. Um, so what I heard from him and from many creators is the pain in the ass that they have to go through once they get a copyright strike, and not only that, it's never solved. Like YouTube uh, always uh, tells them, go to the person you know, uh, contact the person that uh, gave the strike. And work it out with them. So what m many people from outside the U.S., they give copyright strikes. And here's another thing. I may be wrong on this, but um, this is what I picked up on. This is what I understood. The person that gives the copyrights uh, strike, or not the strike, the request for the strike, that someone is using their uh, copyrighted property, they get the revenue from from that video does that make sense are you following me you probably if, if you don't know how it works so for example if i have if i upload a video with my own music that i created and uh it's monetized and i'm getting money from the advertised uh, advertisements on the video um someone comes in from nigeria clicks on uh, uh copyright uh, strike request whatever they say it's their song it's their video it's their special effect whatever yeah it's their property now what happens automatically the minute that they do that they put in that request all of my income from the advertisements uh, from that point on goes to that person how sick is that how fucked up is that so now I have to run around with YouTube back and forth telling uh, to try to explain to them that it's mine or I have to prove it or you can't prove it. You have to, according to all these creators, they say YouTube says, go contact the person who said it was his. Meanwhile, he's getting your money. Anyways, there's tons of bullshit that goes on on YouTube. If you ask me, uh, I think they're fucked up. I really do. Um, it's huge that they give you know, creators a platform um, to to upload or to use the, that platform uh, for their uh, creative outlet, <clears throat> but um, but it's fucked up that they they don't give a shit about their creators. This is what I'm getting, and and many creators that you know have like heavyweights like Casey Nasdat or uh, uh, Phil DeFranco that I watch a lot. Um, 
they can't talk shit about YouTube because that's fucking that's that's their thing, right? If they talk shit, they switch their channel off and they're out. They make thousands of dollars a week, like thousands of dollars. So um so you hear them complain, but they're always so nice and I feel so bad for them that they're not saying I fucking hate YouTube. YouTube's are, are YouTube are the biggest assholes uh for what they're doing to their creators. Anyways, that was a long rant on YouTube. So that, that was discouraging. Um, I'm still going to upload videos, but I'm not I'm not gung-ho anymore as I used to be. With the whole... Even though I fucking love video editing, I love, that's my also huge passion. Filmmaking, all that stuff. I could totally see myself doing that and... Um, having fun with it. I'm still going to do it, but with no expectations. Cigarette two, biatches. Oh, fuck. I got to quit smoking. I will one day. One of them days I'm going to quit smoking. I said the heavyweight smoker that smokes for, I don't know, 25 years. Shit. I smoked for a long time. Ah, my lungs are probably charcoal by now. Fuck. Um, anyways, let's go back to where we were. Um, yeah, YouTube. Anyways, you got the idea. YouTube fucking sucks. I love YouTube. Don't get me wrong. I love watching YouTube. But if you're thinking of starting your channel or whatever, I think I think it's uh, it's not a good time. Uh, the wave is past. The wave's gone. The train has left. Um, I know YouTube are trying to catch up and trying to make up and trying to please everybody. And it's, uh, Meanwhile, they're shitting on their creators. Uh, they're the, um, uh, the advertisers' bitches. That's what they are. Whatever the advertisers say, that's what they do. They're owned by their advertisers. Which, I don't know, you could say, hey, they need to make money, but... Like, if I was a billionaire and I would start something like YouTube, I would totally take care of the uh, creators, the content creators, because they're the, those are the ones who actually, you know, they create fucking channels. They create, like, a entertainment hub. So, um, yeah, if I was a CEO of a new company like uh, uh, YouTube, uh, any advertiser that would come to me and would want to advertise on my platform, I would tell them you have no say um, on where your uh, commercial is going to be playing. It could be on um, a pro-gay channel. It could be on a Republicans channel. It could be on a Democrat, whatever. You have no say. You can't complain. You can't say, I don't want my ads to be on a certain channel. That's, That's the deal. And obviously I would be broke and would not make money, wouldn't succeed because of that. But hey, those are my thoughts. <laughs> ah, what else? For fucking birthday. 48 years old, that's fucking scary. I really f- feel that I'm like 35. Um, I don't feel, f- I don't feel 48. But yeah. So... All right, let's go back. Uh, let's get back on track on this planet. Um, yeah, so back to a little bit about me. 
and then I'll go back to a little bit about you. Okay, so where were we? Uh, about me. L.A., and then um, at uh, 2004, 2005, I came back to Israel, tried to live here for a while. I opened another bar, which this one was a disaster. It didn't do well at all. Um, why did I come back to Israel? Uh, my sister, my twin sister. Ah. Uh, yeah, why why the heavy sigh? Um I lost my sister uh 2015 um August 20th, 2015. I always say my twin sister, she's not biologically my twin sister, but we were twins in every word. Um but uh yeah, this it's a bit hard to talk about, but uh, I, I lost her. But uh, yeah, we were so close that you know, if you, she liked uh, living in Israel, um, she wasn't too crazy about living in America. Uh, so she had, you know, a couple of years here, three years there, living in America, and me, uh, I tried living in uh, Israel, <clears throat> but for me. And um, I apologize in advance, but Israel is a shithole for me. I never liked living in Israel. I loved visiting. When I was young, in my 20s, when I opened the bar, uh, Tel Aviv was was the shit. Even though I still missed home, and back then I had my acting dreams and whatnot, and that was my pull back home. But I had a great time in my 20s, Tel Aviv, nightclubs, the nightlife. It's like New York, but smaller. So I can't say there weren't good times um, when I was in Israel, but um, majority of the time that I was here, I hated it. So, uh, yeah, so I came back here, opened a bar. It was a disaster. I failed six months. Um uh, opening night was a blast, of course. Family, friends, blah, blah, blah. After that, crickets. Um, so I closed the bar and went back home. But this time I went back to Vegas. Uh, my best friend, Alan. Alan Brier, if you're listening. Uh, love you. Shout out. Um, my best friend, Alan, uh, who also has the same passion as me for film. Uh, he's an amazing, brilliant writer. Uh, even though he doesn't think he is. Um, yeah. Anyways, he moved from L.A. to Vegas, and uh, that's why after I closed my bar in Tel Aviv, I went back to, to Vegas. Um, started fresh there. Acting dream was down the tube, so I was like, fuck it. I have nothing to do in L.A. Fuck Hollywood. Um, it's too hard there anyways. Too expensive. Um, employment is difficult. Anyways, went to Vegas to be with Alan. This is what I call him. Alan as Alan. But got to Vegas and um, I don't know if you believe in this shit. I don't. But uh, but some places, uh, the, the there's more luck in certain places than others. But Vegas freaking accepted me with open arms. Uh <clears throat> Um, 
everything was so fucking smooth. I got a job real quick. I was a, a beverage manager at Monte Carlo. That was my first job. Did that for two years and uh, settled, you know, found a place. Um, I stayed with Alfred. I think it was like six months or something. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I was in Vegas for 10 years. Uh, you know, that led me to... From food and beverage, I was a general manager at the Mix Lounge, if you know that, at Mandalay Bay, uh, 31st floor. Um, good times, uh, good times. And then um, I got into wedding photography. Um, yeah, because all my life, photography, filmmaking, video is a passion. But uh, wedding photography was something that I can actually make a good living, and it was a great creative outlet for me. So I did that for a few years, um, made a killing, made real good money with that. Um, I also worked at the Chapel of the Flowers, if you know that chapel in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good time. And then uh, the police department I joined uh, LVMPD. Metro, shout out to my brothers and sisters in uniform over there, and nationwide, not just over there. And, um, yeah, um, and then 2011, everything crashed. Planet Joe was on fire. It got way too close to the sun. Uh, I mean, lava. And... Uh, this is what happened. I, uh, I, I think it was the peak of happiness. And when I say that, I mean that that was the time that I, I, I can never, I don't remember any other time that I was so fucking happy. When I was with the Metro, Vegas, beautiful big house, car, beautiful car. Uh, everything a man can wish for, honestly. Um, Badge bunnies, if you know what badge bunnies are. Women who love men in uniforms, specifically police officers. Sex life was insanely fun and great. I don't, everything, it was just fucking... Mm. Happiest time of my life. 2011 comes. I am planning a vacation in Israel. Uh, book a flight. Um, lo and behold, I... I don't even remember how I started uh, talking to an ex that I was with. Uh, we were boyfriend-girlfriend when I was in Israel, when I had the bar after the military, when I was like 21. She was 19 at the time. So I hope I'm not kind of like uh, mixing it up for you. I hope I'm not confusing you with the timeline here. But anyways, uh, it, it's a chick that I was with... Um, when I was in Israel after the military, when I had the bar, the Planet Joe bar, we were together for two years. But when I say two years, it's like we we broke up like every other day. She was a semi-nutcase, but she was... Uh, should I get into this right now? Anyway, she was a model, uh, most beautiful woman at the time that I've been with. Sex was insane. She would put any porn star in the shame. Um... But, uh, you know, at the time, for me, it was my biggest love of my life. Now I know it's not love, it was lust, because the sex was great. And I'm sure many of you uh, men out there can um, 
um, uh, what's the word? Not agree, but uh, many of you will, uh, can't think of the word. But anyways, um, empathize maybe? Anyways, many many will understand what I'm talking about. Um, if she's a nutcase, the sex is fucking nuts. Crazy. Um, so that's, that's uh, what made me fall for her. She's beautiful too. Anyways, um, 2011, before I... Um, Come uh, came to Israel for a month. Yeah, it was a month vacation. I started talking to her. Um, excitement started uh, evolving between us. Um, you know, ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend from back in the day. Uh, now she's single. I'm single. Uh, I was always single, but even when I was in relationship, we'll get into that in a minute. I don't want to jump um, and bounce around. Um, anyways, uh, when I got here, um, we connected. It was uh, fireworks. If you, you know, looking back, there were no fireworks. It's so fucked up how sometimes our brains uh, deceive us. You know, looking back, it was fucking bullshit, but. I was said, "Whoa, fireworks! We connected, da da da, love." Plus, I was high on life. Honestly, I was high on life. I was, I was so fucking happy. And uh, when I came here on vacation, me, my sister, with my mom, with my dad, um, it was just uh, great. So I don't know what happened. What ha- happened was. I proposed. That's how stupid. But I proposed and I um, asked her to marry me and to come move to the States with me, raise a family. Because I, you know, I felt life is good. Everything is almost perfect. I I always, oh my God, I'm bouncing from one topic to another, but... When it comes to children, I'm always like I'm the type of that's allergic to to kids. I, I'm never, I never like kids. But maybe I don't know if you believe in it, but um, the biological clock or whatever ticking. I don't know. When I got to my like close to my forties, I started thinking of man. I, I think I would love to have a, a kid or two. Uh, but anyways, that was the, in the back of my mind, and I think that was <clears throat> excuse me. That was the motivation uh, to propose. Uh, And again, let's just rewind just for a second. Again, I'm bouncing. But I never believed in monogamy since I was a child. We'll get into that. Um, Not in this episode, but I'll be talking about monogamy in in future episodes. But all the relationships that I was with, well, not all, but most. When I was younger, I was monogamous. But most of the relationships that I was uh, in... I don't know, from my 20s uh, and over. It was uh, open relationship, swingers. um, I want to say polyamorous, but not really. Uh, We didn't have uh, other, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends because that's what polyamory is. But anyways, I was never the monogamous type. Now, don't get me wrong. I've never in my life cheated on a woman. And we'll get into that too, why and where it came from, stories, my dad, whatever. 
but um I never cheated on 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 a woman that I was with, but I was I, I was never monogamous, the monogamous type, yeah. Um but fuck, 2011, I'm like I I, I want to get married. What the fuck was I thinking? Anyways, proposed um asked her to move, you know, to the states with me, raise a family, blah blah blah. Um, which kind of elevated the highness that I was on, high, if you will, ness. Yeah, so, um, proposed. She packed up, got on a plane with me, went back with me to Vegas. Oh, shit. Disaster. You know, if I can mark the time, and again, I'm not blaming her, but if I can mark the time where from the peak of happiness of my life that I was the happiest I was, I ever even realized a person, a human being can be so happy for, uh, with such consistency to the, the, the lowest of the low. Uh, that's the extremes that I, I, I was, that I experienced in 2011 from being the happiest to, you know, once she moved in with me, within days, within weeks, I realized the behavior is a little off, a little weird. Um, I couldn't figure out what it was. But me, and especially my family that knows me very well, and my friends that know me well, that know that I'm not a monogamous person, it was always, you know, people telling me, you know, you got to, Give it some time. You're just probably freaking out. Commitment, cold feet, whatever, blah, blah. Plus, we had to take under consideration that you're taking a person from from their home base, from their country to a new country with no friends or whatever. She didn't have friends. She's, to this day, she doesn't have friends in Israel too. But regardless, um, anyways, a total whack job. To make a long story short, we're what at almost fifty minutes. Um, a total whack job drove me nuts. Um, thank goodness for the internet. You know, I just went on the internet and uh, I wrote. You know, my fiance does this. My fiance does that. My wife does this. Yeah, we got married so quick. My wife does that, and every time I wrote what she does or how she behaves. It took me to to um, um, NPD forums, narcissistic personality disorder. And my God, I've, I, every time I read people that are or even professionals, uh, you know, psychologists, or, and, and such, um, when I read what they say about NPD, about the narcissistic personality disorder, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's her. They described it like to the T. Like, this is the person I'm living with. Um, it was hell. It was a living fucking hell. In one year, I moved three houses because of her. First house that she came, that we moved, uh, that I lived in there for four years by the time she she moved in. Uh, the backyard was, the back of the backyard was a, a main road. So there's a lot of, uh, uh, many cars were passing, a lot of dust, whatever. She complained that she couldn't breathe, blah, blah, blah. Moved to a different house for her to make her happy. Uh, meanwhile, she's just giving me shit and talking down at me. And 
waking me up at four in the morning to make her a sandwich. Shit, like, one of the things that I regret is not writing a journal at the time because so much shit that I could have wrote a book about it. Anyways, to make a long story short, um, it got to a point where I couldn't handle it. I'm either going to a mental institution, hang myself, or fucking I don't know what. Like, I'm going crazy with this woman. Uh, she drove me uh, nuts. She she drove me crazy. Um, so I decided we decided that it's not working out. We decided I decided she didn't want to at all. Um, that it's not working out. She has she's gonna have to go to move back, um, to go back to Israel. And uh, yeah, we tried. Uh, we tried our best. Maybe in one of the um, following episodes, I'll get into more details about this, but I just want to make it shorter. Again, stick to bullet points, even though I'm way past bullet points. But anyways, we went through um, uh, marriage counseling, psychologists, but whatever. And this all in like a year, less than, no, not less, a little over a year. Um, Yeah, so when I decided this is it, she she needs to go back, lo and behold, she's pregnant. Again, I'm dropping the details here to make a long story short. So she's pregnant. Um, so I decided to give it another chance to drag it out, whatever, blah, blah. After the birth, it got worse. She returned with, uh, with my little prince with our little prince, I guess. Um, I don't want to sound like a total asshole here. Um, Perry, um, the son, um, he was five months old when uh, she moved back, almost against her will. Not almost, but I almost had to push her out the door before I fucking go crazy. Uh, anyways, I'll I'll get into that whole story, what happened afterwards or whatever. But that's the mark where shit started happening. Uh, my mom wasn't feeling good at the time. We'll get into in, in future episodes, I'll give you all the details. I'm an open book. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't fucking go to being private or privacy or whatever. Um, it's just a matter of time. I don't want to just blabber for almost that one hour. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so okay, let's get back into bullet points to speed things up. Uh, November 2014, I lost my mom which was pretty, not pretty, it was very sudden and unexpected um, uh, because of a health issue that she had. She suffered from something in the intestines for a while, maybe three years or something, but it wasn't life-threatening, and then within 48 hours, she, she was gone. Uh, so that was hard, and again, I'll tell you a little more about my relationship with my mom, but we were freaking close as fuck. Much more than I was with my dad. That was a blow that I can't describe at all. So we'll be talking about uh, grief in uh, future episodes. Um, But yeah, that was uh, a major blow. Major, major blow. Um, To make things worse... My sister was about to get married. She passed uh, exactly a week before my my uh, sister's wedding. 
And my sister was pregnant at the time, too. But, yeah, she didn't um, make it to the wedding, to my sister's uh, wedding. And, um, yeah, that was that was a huge blow. Uh, uh, after that, uh, I think it was like two months after my mom passed, my sister was hospitalized while she was pregnant. Um of course, I'm, I'm uh, looking back. I said it has to do with you know the passing of my mom. It affected my sister. Um, again, I'll, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll give you all the details, but we're almost at an hour here, so I'm kind of gonna rush it. So my sister um, uh, was submitted to the hospital uh, two months after my mom passed. I think it was even a month. A month after my mom passed, uh, so they had to take the baby out because her uh, she had high blood pressure or whatnot. I, I don't remember. Um, so they took the baby out. The baby was she's healthy to this day, um, but my sister uh, stayed in the hospital uh, for eight months um, after that until she uh, passed. She fought for her life for for eight months. Um, it started with the pregnancy complication, but it deteriorated to other things. <clears throat> it took them uh, uh, three months to finally find what it was, and to this day, I don't even know if that's what it was, but it's uh, it's called cryoglobulinemia. It's very similar to uh, uh, blood cancer, to that type of thing. But it's so rare, it's very rare that um, not many doctors knew how to deal with it. Uh, but she fought so hard. Um, I'll never forget this in my, in my life. Uh, her main doctor told me, and he's been doing this for 30 years, and he has never seen anyone in his career who, who's, who fought so hard, as, as hard as she did. Uh it's it's hard to talk about it, but uh, I'll probably dedicate um, a, a podcast podcast episode for that for that specifically. See, I'm starting to stutter here. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I uh, quit everything there, um, packed up, and came came here. This was when she was in in uh, a bad shape in the hospital. So, uh, moved uh, back to Israel, uh, knowing I won't be able to leave for a while because I was in battle with uh, my son's mother. I'm not going to even call her my ex because she wasn't. We were married for two minutes. Uh, but anyways, uh, and I came here, and um, two, mon two months after I got here, I keep saying here, I don't know if I mentioned, I, I didn't mention this, but I'm in Israel right now. Um, I'm actually stuck in Israel right now. I can't leave. I have an order of stay because of the, uh, uh, my son's mother. Uh, again, we'll get into that. I'm thinking now, we're getting close to an hour. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll run into two hours. What do you think? Because I'm, uh, okay, okay, I'm going to stay on topic. I'm like, Squirrel. Squirrel, every time, jumping into a different topic. Anyways, anyways, I uh, 
Uh, got here. I came to Israel. Um, uh, when was it? 2015. It was uh, June. Around this time today. Now that I think of it, it's almost marks four years here in Israel. But, um, and then I got here in June 2015. Oh my God, I was by my sister's side, in the hospital bed. And uh, by the time I got here, she uh, actually she had a stroke. Uh, a week before I got here, I remember that's why it made me brush everything and um, pack up and come. But anyways, when I got here, she wasn't in 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 great shape. And then a week after I got here, she started uh, getting better. And uh, again, uh, let's let's skip forward. I'll keep the details for. Um, future episodes but two months after I got here she she passed uh, for me I don't know if uh, you or anyone you know lost someone close um, I, I don't know it's, it's beyond beyond words um, life is different since then and I know it will be forever to my last breath. There's life before I lost my sister and life after. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was out of it. I took it really hard, obviously. I was out of it for a year. I didn't come out of the house. Uh, antidepressants. I was fucking crying 20 hours a day. It was uh, It was hard. It's still hard. Four years after, it's still hard. But, uh, anyways, so that's that. Um, I don't even know where I was that brought me here to this uh, bullet point. But um, yeah, so anyways, I'm I'm in Israel right now. Um, I'm like fighting with uh, court wise, not fist wise. Uh, with my son's mother. Um, the law here in Israel is if if you want to leave, even if you're an American citizen and you live in America, but if you want to leave, you have to leave the amount of money for child support for the future, for future years. So my son is almost seven. He's going to be seven in September. Uh, that's 11 years worth of child support. Unless you have that amount, you can't, you can't fucking leave. You're stuck. No co-signers, no all that bullshit. My dad, we, uh, I'm not gonna get into that right now about fucking so many uh, courts and hearings and. But anyways, uh, um, by by the end of this year for sure, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come back home. This is after four fucking years. Um. And when it comes to me living here in Israel, now, as I mentioned before, every time I came here, and this was mostly because of my sister, why I came here, I had no, no nothing to do here. I had no, no interest ever in living here. But I, I honestly, I fucking hate this place. I really do. 
And uh, I don't mean to offend anyone who's Israeli or who lives in Israel. I have family and f- good friends that live here, obviously. So I don't want to, <clears throat> you know, sound like an asshole. But for me, from my opinion, it's it's a shithole. It's a, it's a living fucking hell. Um, yeah, I'll be talking about that in future episodes. But the bottom line is I'm fucking hating it. Uh, four years. And I just want to go back home. Yeah, so that's that. And uh, since you insist, I'm going to light another cigarette. Fucking cigarettes. No, I made a decision. When I get on the plane to go back home, that's it. I'm fucking dumping the pack of cigarettes that I have in my pocket, and I'm done. Seriously. New life, new chapter. That's it. I'm quitting. I try to quit so many times, man. It's so fucking difficult. Actually, when I was with Metro, when I was the you know the police force, I I didn't smoke before the academy. I quit. I had to be in shape, so I quit for a fucking while. But again, it's gonna sound like I'm blaming, but uh, you know the person that I proposed to and brought to the states with me, she was a smoker. Again, I don't want to blame, it's fucking my fault, but I started, you know, give me a drag here, give me a drag there, see her smoking a cigarette with a coffee in the morning every day, and I was like, hey, drag here, drag there, blah, 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 boom, I'm a smoker again. So I fucking blame her for everything, but yet I don't blame her for anything, because blaming others is the worst thing that you can do, it just says a lot about you. Don't blame others for your shit. It's all all you. That's what I say. That's what I tell myself, you know? Many times I'm like, fucking she fucked up my life. But no, it was me. I proposed. I asked her to come move with me before before I tested the waters. You know, looking back, I'm like, I was so fucking stupid. Why couldn't you say, like, hey, move to the States with me. Let's live together for a while. See what happens. Take it from there. Right? That's what a fucking smart person would do. But no. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to continue. We're at uh, an hour five. And if you're here listening to me, fuck, man. I love you already. And I'm thinking of pausing this thing and pouring me another drink in a minute. I don't know. First podcast, man. I feel... I feel I feel good about it. I feel that I can do this every week. Um, oh, yeah, of course. How could I forget? So, anyways, we're at 105, an hour and five minutes right now. Um, let's, I think we're, we'll take it to two hours. Let's take it to two hours. Every week <clears throat> that you're going to um, download my podcast, it's going to be between an hour and three hours. You're not going to find fucking five-minute pods here. I hate those. Why do people record five minutes of a podcast? Ten, twenty minutes. It's bullshit. I want to get into it. I want to hear what you got to say. Um, so let, let me tell you who my inspiration is. My biggest inspiration of all when it comes to podcasts, Joe Rogan. Fucking love that guy. I fucking, I'm, I'm an addict. 
like I, I get into well now I just downloaded the Google podcasting app. So every day I open the Google, I'm like, fuck it. Where, where's the next podcast? Joe Rogan, fucking love him. Sam Harris, love him. Those are my two uh, two favorites. I love podcasts. And, uh, you know, after uh, nibbling with YouTube, starting my YouTube channel, and getting discouraged with all the, the way YouTube behaves uh, to their creators, it's a disgrace. And I love listening to podcasts. And I love Joe Rogan. And I love philosophy and, you know, smart talk. I was like, hmm, maybe I should just go do a podcast. That's where I started thinking about it. And uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I really, f I f it feels a little better than shooting video. Because I can fucking smoke. You don't see the mess in my living room that I did to soundproof it. Soundproof it. You still hear the noise outside. But still, I have, like, blankets hanging out around here to absorb the echo from the walls or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think I can I can do this um, more than the YouTube channel. It's... Uh, I think it's more personal. What do you think? Talking to your... But anyways, yeah. So um, not only that, the whole podcasting thing is on, uh, on, uh, on the beginning of a wave right now. Everyone has a podcast. Uh, you know, three years ago, if someone would say, would tell me they have a podcast, I'll be like, fuck, wow, man, you have a podcast. Cool. That's amazing. What is it? Let's hear it. Da, da, da. Nowadays, everyone has a podcast. All right, you know what? I'm going to pause this and pour me another drink. Okay. Here it is. Oh, you hear it? This is how I'm celebrating my 48th birthday <clears throat> with you. Um, you earned it because it's been an hour and 10 minutes and you're still here, so... Um, I'm thankful and I appreciate you for that for sticking around for so long I hope I wasn't too boring and um, yeah tell me your thoughts go to my uh, Facebook page planet uh, facebook.com forward slash planet Joe pod same with Twitter, Planet Joe Pod. Just, I don't know, Google search Planet Joe Pod and you'll find this planet online. Unless you're hearing this at uh, 2028 and um, I already have hundreds of podcasts. So this is old school and uh, yeah, whatever. Am I talking to, to start? Uh, see, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> Am I starting to talk out of my ass? That's what I wanted to ask. When, one drink and look at me. I'm fucking all over the place. No, I'm I'm not even buzzed. <clears throat> um, yeah, at this age, you know, I used, I used to love drinking, so my tolerance is insane. Like, to get a buzz, I need to fucking finish a half a bottle of vodka nowadays. 
but um it's uh it's nice and i have to admit i stole this from joe rogan you know sm smoking joints and, and drinking whiskey while podcasting it's fucking amazing every time when i heard this this i stole this from joe rogan that sound <laughs> like him and his friends or whoever is interviewing you hear those ice cube bouncing on the glass it's just uh it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful mike that uh, you know that the that natural way of uh of talking and communicating i love that um which you know today i start just because i i, I planned on starting this podcast and like i mentioned before the plan was like in a week or two till i'm ready um we're never ready we all know that bullshit right that we sell ourselves. Um, but because of my birthday, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is the gift I'm going to give myself and start this podcast on my 48th birthday. Like, that would be cool, right? Because every year I can say, hopefully by next year on my birthday, I'll still be podcasting. But uh, it's a good excuse to just start instead of... Uh, going out and celebrating it's a celebration i'm celebrating it with you um and i mean it from the bottom of my heart man if you're here and you're listening to me and it's a celebration and i appreciate you for that but yeah what i was gonna say oh yeah so i started listening to um podcasts about podcasting and let me tell you and tell me if you agree with me that it's the most annoying thing that most podcasts especially the, the podcasting podcasts that I've been listening to in the last few days. The um, podcasters, they talk to you either like you're a five-year-old. I don't know if that makes sense, but like explaining and trying to sell, whatever. Or they sound like an infomercial announcer or a DJ. Like, hey, excitement. It's like, dude. You've been talking like this for half an hour. Like, relax. Um, that's why I love <clears throat> Joe Rogan. He's um, genuine and an open book. And it's a conversation. You know, he's not selling you anything. And this is my personality type. Same thing with, with Sam Harris. You know, it's a conversation. It's very calm. Um... You know, so th th that's how I am. I just like want to have a conversation. Well, it's a dialogue. It's not really a conversation, but a dialogue about, you know, what's on this planet? What are my thoughts and beliefs? And I'm sure I'll run into many that will disagree to start uh, engaging and debating or agreeing with with you, the listener. So, yeah, going back to, you know, <clears throat> this whole time I said I'm going to be talking about me and then I'll be talking about you. Uh, I've been blabbering for an hour and 15 minutes about me and now it's time to talk about you, my friend. Wow, you're here an hour and 15 in, so you're my friend already. But listen to this. This is who you are and everyone who wants to start a podcast uh, slash YouTube channel slash marketing slash whatever. 
you have to know your audience. You'll hear that constantly. Um, so you <clears throat> are a specific type of person that will feel comfortable on Planet Joe. Most likely, you if you're here, this like listening this far, then you're you're all you're halfway in. Um, you're the type of person. Here's you. Remember when I started the podcast, I said I'm going to talk about myself, and then I'm going to talk about you. And if you were wondering what the fuck is he talking about, but he's going to be talking about me. He doesn't know me. I'm just listening. So here it is. When I'm saying, when I say I'm going to be talking about you, the listener is you're either you're either going to be comfortable at Planet Joe or you're not, and most listeners probably are bailed out long ago. If you're still here, you're 50-50. And here's the thing. You're going to feel at home if you are either an atheist or a religious person that is open to hearing the other side of the aisle. Yes? But anyways, I'm talking about the, the new PJP tribe, Planet Joe Pod tribe, the ones that are going to stick around and going to come and listen to me every every week. Here's here's who you are. You're an atheist. You're a horny female or a male that is uh very open sexually or even if you're not you want to be or this is your beliefs that sex is a good and healthy thing and it's it's not a bad thing to be promiscuous. Um you you either believe that monogamy like me you either believe that monogamy is not natural or you feel that you can you can be in a monogamous relationship right now or before but feel that it's not natural that it goes against the grain yes so you'd feel a pjp tribe you belong um you love movies filmmaking art technology but the main thing is that you're very open-minded if you're very open-minded you're willing to accept people that you don't agree with oh man you're gonna feel at home because that's how i am yeah i i i i accept everyone and the only uh what's the word I accept everyone, and the only thing that makes me judge a person, and I'm not judgmental, but if it's you hate others just for their beliefs or their the color of their skin or their sexual orientation, then it, then I have a problem with you, or you have a problem with me. Other than that, if you're oh, so open that you're accepting and 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 loving and understanding uh, different human beings, then, then you're good. You're here. Um, uh, I probably sound like I'm talking out of my ass sometimes, but <clears throat> I promise you it's not because I'm buzzed. It's because it's my first podcast. Um, so anything that you take your first steps in, you're going to stumble and you're going to look stupid. So, if I do look stupid or sound stupid here and there, hope you understand. It's the first run. 
Yes, it is. Um, I'm really excited about this. So I hope that you're going to show up once a week. Shall we continue or shall I end this on this note? Uh, oh, yeah. I promised you a uh, douchebag test. Right? Remember? Beginning of the podcast. So, f- first of all, I want to fucking thank you, man. I really, really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for sitting with me for this long. That you're still here. So, thank you. That means a lot. And uh, that makes my birthday much better. And uh, makes it worthwhile that I didn't go out and celebrate. And I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, so yeah, the douchebag test, but wait, before that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. All right, here we go, the douchebag test. So if you remember when I started the podcast, I said I'm going to be doing a douchebag test. I'll ask you a question, a yes or no question. And whether you ask yes or no, uh, that will reveal if you are a douchebag or not. Ready? So I'm going to ask you this question, and you're going to answer either yes or no. Okay? Here's the question. Do you get offended easily? If you answered yes, you're a douchebag. <laughs> You probably expected something better, but yeah, to me, people that get offended easily, like get you know, rattled up from fucking nothing, douchebags. And I'm not talking about just getting offended and keeping it to yourself. I'm talking about getting offended and getting on Twitter and saying he said this and he said that and he's an asshole. He doesn't believe in God. He should burn in hell. He's a fuck. You know what I mean? You're a fucking douchebag. That's what I'm saying. I made this up. It's obviously not a, you know, a legitimate test or anything. But uh, that's, hey, you're on Planet Joe. If you get offended easily, you're a douchebag. But here's the thing. I got news for you. If you're a douchebag, stick around. Don't bail out. Don't hit that fucking escape button. Stick around because I can turn you around. I can open your mind if you're willing to give it a chance. Um, nothing's wrong with you know being a douchebag. I probably was a douchebag when I was young. I don't know. Maybe. We'll discover that together when we're going to be talking about shit that I've been doing and going through. But I won't be surprised, you know, if somebody tells me I am a douchebag right now. So what? But I know I'm not because you know why? Because... If you're a good person, I accept you. That's it. Bottom line. I don't care. Gay, Muslim, Jew, atheist, Christian, whatever. Black, white, brown. If you're a good person, you're the bomb, dog. If you're good to others, yes? If you're good to strangers. If you accept people that have this weird, like, extreme belief that you, the opposite of what you believe in, but you still accept them. And you can debate them, but not hate them. You're awesome, my friend. 
But if you hate, and if you think someone who speaks their opinion or they want to, you know, uh, practice their beliefs and you're against it and you're fighting against it, you're a fucking douchebag. That's all I got to say. You know what I mean? Like, gay marriage thing, the whole gay marriage thing, like, what the fuck do you care? For all the ones that fought against it, like, actually fought, douchebags. Douchebags. That's all I got to say. Like, what, what, what do you care? What, is it, what does it affect your life? Um... Yeah, so, I don't know, go to facebook.com forward slash Planet Joe Pod and tell me what you think about this douchebaggery test. Do you agree with me or not? And I think it's it's a current issue. I think the problem that we're having in society nowadays is too many douchebags. Too many people get offended from things that they shouldn't and too many artists get fired because well they shouldn't a good example is uh was it oh fuck i I can't remember who it was was it liam neeson oh man i fucking forgot hold on let me um I i don't even know how to search for it but but you know the i think it was fuck it's embarrassing if i don't if i'm fucking it up but i think it was liam neeson who uh, talked about when he was young uh that he had a white friend that uh told him that she was raped uh by a black man and um, at some point he walked down the street and was looking for a black man to beat him up for uh, for revenge or to avenge the rape of his friend and uh in the interview you probably know what i'm talking about it was all over the news and twitter and whatever in the interview he apologized and he said like how sick was i to think that way that i i was just i was it's racist i was like looking for to hurt a black person just because of that and oh my god, the fucking douchebaggery that reigned over the internet and media and TV and the whole douchebaggery. Like, so here's, uh, you know what? Here's a bonus test. If you think that he's, he should be punished and he shouldn't work again and uh, he's an asshole. Fuck, was it Liam Neeson? I can't remember. But anyways... If if uh, if that's what you thought, you're a fucking douchebag. Yeah? If you think that a person cannot make a mistake in the past and apologize for it and realize it and say it was a mistake, no matter, well, maybe not murder, but no matter what the mistake was, um, if you think that person cannot be forgiven, you're a fucking douchebag. Another good example is Kevin Hart. You remember with the Oscars, uh, something he posted fucking years ago and he apologized for it. And all of a sudden, the Oscars call him up and tell him, you either apologize or you're not hosting the Oscars. I loved him for it, for saying, like, fuck you guys. I'm not, I apologized before. I'm not apologizing again. 
and all the douchebaggery fucking online and all over the place, you know, saying he's an asshole and he should apologize and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you get offended like that, you're a fucking douchebag because you know what? Sometimes we make mistakes and you got to be able to forgive people for the mistakes that uh, they've done in the past. If you don't have that capacity to forgive and to understand that we do change and we do grow and we do evolve, you're a fucking douchebag and fuck you for that, for not forgiving and for not, you know, understanding that we do change over time. We grow old. We learn from our mistakes. We, you know, I, I, I could probably fucking say and talk about, I don't know how many mistakes that I've done when I was young. So, uh, see, that whole douchebag test um, brought up a whole douchebaggery dialogue. I was going to say conversation again. <laughs> Ain't no conversation in here, y'all. Um, yeah. So, either way, if you're a douchebag and if you're not, I hope you stick around, come visit this planet, and... Um, Go to Facebook, go to uh, Twitter, engage, tell me what you think. Um, you know, you might be telling me that I'm a douchebag because I don't, I don't know, I don't believe in monogamy. I accept everyone who is a good person, regardless of their race, beliefs, whatever, color. That's how I judge people. I, I judge you for how you behave to others. That's it. I don't care where you came from, where you were born, where your beliefs are. You're you're good to others. You're my man, you're my woman. I love you. I back you up. You get offended, you're saying no, this person can't do that. No, women can't fucking have an abortion. You're a fucking douchebag. What do you fucking care? Why 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 are you sticking your fucking nose in someone else's life? Our lives because of your beliefs. I believe belief. All right, hold on. Let's fix that. I think that fixed it. I believe that. No, I didn't fix it because I forgot what I was going to say. Um, okay, here it is. I believe that if you believe there is a god yes and you believe that women shouldn't have an abortion i believe that well maybe that believe but i accept that that that's your belief i accept it i accept that you're 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 against it but don't fucking run to the government and don't fucking vote and don't fucking stick your nose into my house that's when I get pissed. Yeah, you can shout. You can say it's wrong. You can say my Jesus Christ. You can say my Muhammad. You can say my... Uh, I'm fucking Jewish and I can Oh, Yahweh or my God or whatever says it's wrong. Yeah, my my God believes that if you get an abortion, it's a sin. If you're gay, you're 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 hated by my God. Believe it or not, I accept it. 
That's fine. That's your beliefs. That's 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 your planet. Stay on your fucking planet. Don't come near this galaxy. Yes? Know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Sense. So you gotta be open minded. You gotta be willing to accept people with the extreme opposite beliefs of yours. And that's that's who I am. That's why I, I, I never expect anything from anyone that I'm not capable of doing. Um, so it, it doesn't matter. It could be the. Be, I I have proof. My my uh, my cousin is a rabbi. My best friend, who's like from childhood friend in Israel. Um, what's the word? Converted? Not converted, but because he's Jewish, but he became like uh, an Orthodox Jew, like extreme, extreme, like long beard and all that penguin costume. And I still love, he was here actually yesterday. Love the guy. I mean, good friend. We have debates, atheism versus woo-woo and uh, fairy tales in the sky. But uh, I love the guy and I still respect him and I respect his beliefs and because I love him, I'm like, you know, if it's good for you, then good. But don't fucking involve laws about it. Don't go vote for, like, in this country, here in Israel, not having public transportation on Sabbath, on, on, on Friday, Saturday. Like, what the fuck is this? It, it boggles my mind. You know, in Israel, every Friday, when the sun goes down, the city turns into a ghost town. Now, well, maybe excluding Tel Aviv, and not not only Tel Aviv, but only bars, nightlife, blah blah. But in general, if you're stuck without paint on a Sabbath, you're fucked. Forget it. I don't know if it's a fucked is the right thing to say, but forget it. And that's what pisses me off with religion or with anything that. Like you're forcing me, you're like you're creating this whole environment, circle of environment that has um, to match your beliefs, but it's hurting others who don't believe your beliefs. Um, Christianity, for example, like in America, I see it all the time. Like Christians, you know, believe that you know Bible, the Bible should be taught in schools. Um, evolution is uh, it's, it's it's a myth, all that stuff. They want that in schools. That's 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 when I get pissed. Neil deGrasse Tyson always says that. You know, it's fine. You can be religious. You can believe in believe in whatever you want to believe. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can believe in whatever you want to believe, but as as long as you keep it away from my classroom. If you step into my classroom and you tell me what I need to believe because it's your beliefs, then we have a problem. That's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll never forget when he said that. And I was like, totally makes sense. Like, I'm I'm open. I think most atheists are open to whatever. You know, you got Muslims, you got Christians, you got Jews. Fine, believe in your fairy tale. No problem. But why are you forcing it on me? <clears throat> Why? Why you're finding it for it to be in school, or why? Because uh, if your god is uh, a, a homophobe, why? Why you fucking 
putting that on in the government and laws where where you know homosexuals can't get married. What do you care? Because a Stone Age book says so. Fine, you believe in it. Leave us alone. You know, speaking for the gays at this instance or this example. Anyways, uh, wow. An hour and 36, 37 now. Anyways, my peeps, um, thank you. Seriously, thank you for, for, I was going to say if you're still here, but obviously you are. So, so thank you for sticking around for so long. Um, and you know what? If you're still here after everything I said, I didn't bore you. And uh, you don't uh, <clears throat> disagree to the point where you're like, fuck this shit. Um, let's go to the next podcast. Then uh, welcome to Planet Joe Pod. You um, most likely will survive on this planet. Just come visit once a week. Um, you've earned the membership if you've been here almost two hours. Uh, future plans. Let me tell you about the future plans. I'm planning on just continuing, um, once a week uploading an episode. It's going to be a variety thing. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, like all these, uh, podcast gurus or even in marketing, they tell you, you got to stick to a niche, like focus on one thing. If you want to focus on dogs, focus on atheism, focus, focus on blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, not here, not on this planet. I ain't going to be just one town or one country. It's a whole planet. So it's a variety of topics, but the major, the biggest countries on planet Joe's are human sexuality, atheism, filmmaking. And yeah, those are the biggest ones. The rest will have little small countries. We're going to be talking about, I don't know, whatever news. Um, whatever, I don't know, but these are the topics, um, the main topics. So yeah, if you're good with that, you belong. If you're not good with that, you still belong because I love and I appreciate people who are, um, um, what's the word who who have extreme opposite beliefs than what I have, but I appreciate the ones that are willing to have um, a decent debate or discussion with you about it. Yeah, what I don't appreciate is the ones that freak out and start behaving like assholes. So yeah, I'm actually happy I did it. First uh, pod pod. I like that. Maybe I should use that more. (laughs) Welcome to the pod pod. So, oh yeah, future uh, podcast. So anyways, it's going to be once a week, no matter what. Unlike uh, the YouTube channel, uh, I promise you. Because with YouTube, I did say once a month. It wasn't once a month. And I um, maybe it's an excuse that I said, oh, it's discouraging because YouTube's uh, YouTube are assholes the way they behave to their creators. Um, the hard work and the so many fucking hours, um, of making one YouTube channel and having, you know, three views made it difficult. But I think the main thing here's, you know, here's the thing between YouTube and podcasting, 
YouTube, you're working for someone. You're busting your ass. And I've seen creators that worked hard for many years. And with the, you know, touch of a switch, they lose everything. Because YouTube's algorithm, quote unquote, yeah, algorithm, that's their excuse. Not excuse, okay, fine, it, it is an algorithm. But the algorithm fucks them over and takes away their um, income in, in a day, in a heartbeat. Because one word or sentence or a song or something so basically they're fucking they're they're the advertisers bitches everyone the creators and youtube the advertisers bitches and then podcast when when it comes to podcasting it made me think like hey wait a minute i own this shit no one can fucking flip a switch and say you said this you said that you can't you can't podcast anymore I was like, this is what I need. Especially me, because, you know, I'm, like I said, extreme freedomist. Yeah? I'm atheist. Uh, I don't believe in monogamy. I'm going to be talking about sex. I cuss. I'm going to be talking about all kinds of shit. I don't need fucking YouTube to say, you said shit, you said fuck, you talked about sex, fuck you, no more income. And this is, let's say, after I worked so hard for three, five, six, ten years to build my channel. In one day, they can just fucking take that rug up under your feet. So, podcasting was like, ah, oh, this, this is, this is my, this is my zone. This is where I can speak my mind and I own it, and I can gather around my tribe. I can gather around people who love coming and traveling to Planet Joe once a week. And no one can fucking turn that off from me. No one can take that away from me. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's where I was like, the light bulb went out. I was like, fuck YouTube. I'm going podcasting. I think it's more intimate that I'm speaking into your ear directly right now. Than it is than from a video or on YouTube or whatever. Once a week, one to three hours. That's what you should expect from Planet Joel Pod. Okay, I'm gonna be talking about. You heard the major subjects, uh, subjects, um, sex, um, atheism, and filmmaking. These are the biggest countries on Planet Joel. The rest, we'll be talking about anything, everything, news, whatever. I would love it if you'd engage, come to my Facebook page, give me your thoughts, say what you want to hear about my opinion. Um, that's that. And I'm planning on interviewing interesting, smart people. That's that's a, a really, that's a big goal of mine. So I already have two in mind that I'm going to be interviewing um obviously i'm a nobody as of now so i won't be interviewing um i don't know celebs or famous uh, scientists or whatever but i'm still going to be interviewing uh some the smart people that i know in my circle so the first one the first interview uh, that you should be expecting is uh adam cartier he's a good friend truly good you know what let me let me take this moment on my birthday, while recording my first episode ever, 
Let me take that this moment and thank Adam. Because without Adam, believe it or not, this podcast would not happen. Real quick, let me tell you why. I am, um, like I mentioned before, going through, well, I'm already divorced, but going through a battle with the mother of my uh, my son, courts, attorneys, blah, blah, blah. As of now, here in Israel, I'm working as, a, uh, as an English teacher, uh, not making a lot, a lot of money. That's the bottom line. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. I'm I'm fucking broke. <laughs> um, I I don't make much money, you know, after child support, whatever, blah blah, whatever. But anyways, when I decided to make this podcast, I looked into, I started looking into um, the equipment that I need, the mics, the mixers, the blah blah blah. But I ordered um, Rodecaster Pro. For those of you who are into podcasting and are interested in it, it's the holy grail of podcasting. Uh, this mixer, uh, uh, what is it, 700 bucks? 750 including shipping and whatever. I ordered it and uh, because it was very important for me. And that's what kind of like backed me up and was my the, 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 the rock on my shoulders when I was YouTubing. It's that I, I'm a perfectionist, and it's the worst enemy. I know it's anyone's worst enemy, um, but I had to have the, the the perfect sound, the perfect audio, you know, for you to feel comfortable to hear me, whatever. And I heard podcasts that hurt my ear, even with the most interesting content in the world. Still, if the audio is bad, it's like fuck it. It's I can't listen to this, and I didn't want to start my podcast doing that. Um, with bad audio and not sounding good or whatever. Anyways, to make a long story short, I ordered this uh, Rodecaster Pro. Amazing. It's the most brilliant mixer. Just look it up. If you're, if you're, in, if you're looking into getting into podcasting, that's the only way to go nowadays. It's six months old. I think Rode came up with it six months ago. Anyways, I ordered it. It got to Israel. And lo and behold, because I purchased this, I purchased it from B and H in New York. Oh my God! They hit me with a hundred and fifty, five hundred and fifty shekels, a hundred fifty, a hundred and seventy dollars, whatever, from customs. Now I spend every last dime, and I went through like the shit that I went through to purchased that thing anyways by the time he got here i had i didn't have a penny on my ass um so yeah they hit me with 150 70 80 bucks of uh uh customs and fees and taxes and whatever and i was like shit i just spent my last dime on that uh piece of equipment uh so i asked a few friends this and that couldn't get the money it was done it was over with i was like you know what it's going to be shipped back. They gave me three days, too, by the way. Within three days, if you don't pay, we're going to send it back to uh, B&H. And I was like, uh, so on the second day, 24 hours, I was trying to get that money. But I couldn't. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's meant to be. Maybe it's I uh, just, um, when you're broke and you're spending your last dime on a fucking podcast mixer, you're you're stupid. You know, what are you doing? 
maybe it's meant to be. Maybe it was meant to be sent back and they'll refund my money. Uh, hold on. Cancer stick. Um, so I had about 24 hours left. Now, if you've seen my um, YouTube channel, a couple of videos talking about, uh, I think it's my last video. I'm talking about Adam Cartier, good friend. I give him a shout out in one of my videos. Uh, so like I said, I'm an English teacher. He's a good friend and a coworker. So we're sitting at work. We always have these deep conversations. Uh, but anyways, I'm telling him the story. I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be sent back. I don't have the money to, and he, uh, excuse the airplanes above. Uh, anyways, I'm telling Adam the, the story and I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be sent back. I don't have the money to release it from customs. So Adam, uh, being the fucking amazing guy that he is, uh, offered is like, I'll blend you the money, release the fucking thing. And, uh, that's what happened. You know, he, um, lent me the money and Procaster arrived the next day. And, uh, this was two days ago. And here I am today talking to you. So this whole story brought me to this to say thank you to Adam. First of all, shout out and thank you to Adam because this podcast is thanks to him. Because if you wouldn't give me that loaner, this ro beautiful roadcaster that I'm recording on would have been on its way back to New York. Uh, so thank you, Adam. Shout out. Thank you. You saved the day, man. Appreciate you. Um, so, yeah. Going back to future episodes, Adam is going to be my first guest. We're already, uh, we planned it. We talked about it. Um, so, and you'll get to hear Adam. He's, he's a smart cat, like really deep. And what I love about Adam, here's the thing I love about, to this day, I'm not sure. I think he's an atheist. I'm not sure. But that's what I love about him, that he's always, he's very neutral. He's very on the fence. He's very, um, you know, subtle with, um, about taking sides, if you will. Like, I'm I'm very, you know, impulsive. I'm an atheist. Religion is poison. I truly believe in that. I'm not ashamed to say it. And Adam, even when I talked about it in my YouTube channel, always said, you know what? Why don't you try talking about the positive side of religion? I'm like, fuck it. There is no positive side. Well, of course there is, yeah. And I'll be talking about it in this episode. Not, yeah, I'm getting, hold on, let me fix that mistake. I'll be talking about it in future episodes. Yep, that fixed it. Um, the positive, quote unquote, side of religion. But that's what I love about Adam, that he's always, he, he's he's neutral, He's, even though he he really believes in something, he's open to, to playing the devil's advocate. That's why I think he can be a great fucking guest on this podcast. So you're going to meet him soon. Um, I'll have him. He's going to be my first guest here. And I have a feeling he's going to be a regular on this podcast. By the end of the year, I'm going to be I'm going to be going back to the States um, so until then, I have a feeling Adam's going to be a uh, regular on this podcast, and 
you know what? Now that I think about it, he might be a regular even after I go. Hey, technology. We got Skype, right? We could still have him over. So, yeah, Adam. And then the next guest that I think I'm going to have over is Avi. Avi's also a good friend of mine for many years. Um, he's also a smart cat. Now, with Avi, why I think you're going to like uh, um, hearing him when he's a guest because me and Avi can get into debates like it, it gets it gets rough sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes we we fucking we go at it um, for years. Like as long as I know him, like when we have debates, it gets head to head. It's like two rams running into each other. Um, so that's why I think Avi will be a cool cat to have over. Uh, I'm sure many of you will agree with him, disagree with me, and whatever. But. Um, those are the two guests that I know for a fact that I'm going to have over in the next, I don't know, three, four or five, uh, episodes, one of them. And then, uh, this podcast was, I hope it was more general, even though here and there I went into depth, uh, with details about me and whatnot, but, um, the following episodes, uh, will be, I'll be grabbing snippets from the news, from current events. It's going to be a variety um, planet. That's the bottom line. So, what did you think? Go to my Facebook page, okay? Facebook.com forward slash Planet Joe Pod. Tell me what you think. Tell me where I sucked. Tell me where I sounded stupid. Tell me where I shined. Tell me what you want to... You want me to, to talk about more than I did? Um, or, I don't know. What you want me to expand on? What you? I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. Let's connect. Dude, if you're here or do that. Hello there. Um, if you're still here, that's it. You're officially a member of Planet Joe Pod. You're it. You got your visa. I say visa, it's not a citizenship on this planet. <laughs> because who knows, there are more episodes to come. So if you're going to stick around, let's do this. If you stick around five episodes straight, you hear it from beginning to end, you get your Planet Joe citizenship. You become one of the PJP tribe. Uh, right. I guess, happy birthday to me. Let me raise one. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you for being here, and I really appreciate you, and I really hope that you'll stick around, engage, and I hope this planet will have um, some growth of an audience. Tell your friends about it if you liked it. I guess that's all, my friends. All I can say is peace out. Get back in the pod, put uh, fasten the brain seat belt, remember, so it won't explode. And I will see you next week. I already love you for sticking around so long. Take care. Peace out, my peeps. <laughs>